world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. big TikTok? tech and the elites yeah. are freaking out. Canada has started this huge thing uh, with the truckers, and uh, Trudeau has really struck down. They're taking pets from the truckers, Sandy. Are you serious? For, out of their trucks because they're saying that, you know, the it's pets a health are being hazard. treated. Oh, yeah. yeah, health hazard. So, pretty soon now. Canada, when you go to the ATM machine to withdraw money, they're going to ask you what your political leanings are yeah, to see sure. if you can yeah. have it or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, they seized the Give, Send, Go uh, account, which is the GoFundMe account, yeah. the other account. They seized all the money, Canada. Are you serious? Yep. They arrested two of the leaders. Uh, oh, yeah. For they're, on they're, what they're, Well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's inciting, whatever. Yeah. But they're going. No, yeah, I, they're I, going. I heard him talking about, uh, oh, it's just, uh, oh, we're so frightened. The violence, the vi- what, what was the violence? The b- bouncy houses that yeah. they had? or yeah, the- there, there really was no violence. He's just, he's calling them all racist, sexist, misogynist, this thing, that thing, that thing. He's just freaking out because the, the elites, the media elites, the political elites, and, you know, the people who pull the strings, they, they can't have this. Yeah, exactly right. They can't have us rising up, yeah, right. all right? And and they're going to do whatever they can. They're going to come down hard on us. Which is um, why they want to take the guns. Correct. They're going to crack down as hard as they possibly can on us as well as, um, you know, in Canada. You know, uh, the media, which is, the as Mosh Ture says, M-E-D-I-A, most effective devil in America, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So somebody hacked the Give, Send, Go list, and the media leaked it all over uh, the United States and Canada. And the media journalists were calling individual people up and that donated, and they were amazed at how aggressive the answers were from the people they were calling. <laughs> yeah, come to my house and ask me if I donated. And I donated it, by, by the way. But a woman had to close her business. Are you a serious? A cafe owner in, they published uh, in Ottawa. Went? Yeah, they published. She donated $250. People were throwing stuff at her windows. She was getting death threats and everything. And um, How would she... they like it when they can't get rolls of toilet paper delivered to their convenience store? Because the truckers uh, just I decided I didn't to realize, disappear. I didn't realize this was journalists' jobs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Apparently to dox people. Yeah, yeah. So here's one you're never going to hear. Remember a few weeks ago I said I agree with Al Sharpton? Yeah, yeah. So this week you can write it down. I agree with Ilan Omar. Oh, no. What? All right. Okay. Go ahead. What, what is Minnesota this Democratic Rep I Ilhan just, wait a Omar. Wait a minute. I hear, you hear that? That was hell freezing over. <laughs> she said... Okay, she came out and said that this 
is not solving anything. She tweeted, I fail to see why any journalist felt the need to report on a shop owner for making such an insignificant donation rather than to get them harassed. It is unconscionable and journalists need to do better. Oh, my okay. God. She said that, and she's right, because it doesn't matter on either side. So this woman, Tammy Giuliani, had to close her business. People are being fired. Cops are being fired for donating to this Give, Send, Go for the, for the trucker convoy, because it was none of our information is safe because the elites and big yeah. tech own us. Right. So they will make sure it gets leaked. Right. So this is a way of chilling us. This is a way of marginalizing us even further. We're going from the third tier to the negative third tier. I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Can't donate. Can't get involved. Can't do this. Can't do that. We can't speak up. We can't say what our party or political affiliation is. In New Jersey, we can't say we're a law-abiding gun owner. No, no, we we really haven't for a long time. Closet gun owners, closet gun owners. I get it all the time here. Sandy, I, anyway, let's, let me talk about some good news real quick. So there's a new social media platform out called Truth Social. It's almost a clone to Twitter. And it's owned by Donald Trump. And the CEO is Devin Nunes, who is a rep out of California, congressman out of California. I was invited for the beta. Uh, so I've had it for like three or four days, five days now. I've been testing it. Uh, maybe Monday or sometime next week, it's going to go live for everybody. And uh, it's uh, it looks almost identical to Twitter. Instead of a blue check mark, you get a red check mark. And instead of a tweet, it's called a truth. And I've been using it, and I love it, and, I, and I'm following people. And it would be so nice to have our own, uh, you know, social media that is not going to be banned. You know, I got banned permanently from Twitter and I can't post anything on Facebook or Instagram. I have to be careful. You know, I went to post a picture of Zuckerberg sitting on that booster seat in Congress. I called him the booster seat bitch and they took it down. They took Facebook and Instagram, took it down. You know, like, yeah, you can't, you can't speak. So I'm gun for hire, one word, G-U-N-F-O-R-H-I-R-E on Truth Social. When it goes full rollout live, let's all get on it. So we spend less time on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everything else. And let's see how this platform evolves because maybe, maybe Trump is onto something here. Maybe we will get our voice. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> so the Glock League this week, Sandy, yeah. we had 60 entries. Wow. We start again March 5th, the next three-week series. But this is really exciting. The 22 league, the fun league, we had 91 entries again this week. My staff, volunteers, Henry Montefront, uh, Butch, Phil Bernstock, all the volunteers were, were phenomenal. But <laughs> it's amazing how gun people are. And this, you know, after what happened with Give, Send, Go and, and the, the truckers and everything, let me, let me update all of you how gun people really, really are. So first week, I asked Leo from A Little Cake in Park Ridge to donate to our event because there's a lot of kids. And he brought over two huge trays of his famous crumb cake, lemon cookies, and all this other stuff. So it was phenomenal. The second week, I asked Johnny from uh, Mr. Cupcakes, and he brought over 100 of his cups, custom <laughs> cupcakes. A day later, he's like, you know, I feel like I half-assed it. I want to do it again. <laughs> 
I'm like, no problem. <laughs> we'll probably have you here for week 12 or we'll have you here for the awards ceremony or something. Don't worry. You'll get a chance to redeem yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> so now I'm in my mind. Always with a <clears throat> and he correct. feels like he half-assed it. Correct. So now in my mind, I'm like, all right, who am I going to hit for week three? <clears throat> week three, the league is on a Thursday and it's right after uh, Valentine's Day. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, Bromelos Chocolate. They have a location right here in Woodland Park. Yes, they do. And they, and they have a location in, in, in West Caldwell on Bloomfield Ave. So the owner, Steve Monk, I have a cell phone. Tuesday, 11 o'clock in the morning, I call him up. Phone rings, two rings. He picks up and he goes, let me guess, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Steve, I said, I was waiting. I was waiting for after Valentine's and before Easter. He goes, we're starting to work on Easter stuff today. He goes, how many people are coming? <clears throat> I said, we got about 100. What time are you coming in? I said, I'll be in at 12. 12.05, he comes in, 200 candy bars. Oh, my God. You know, those nice big candy bars, yeah, like yeah. they would sell for like $5 a piece or yeah. whatever, for fundraisers. We gave them out to all the participants. Some got two or three or whatever. We had a good time. I'll tell you, that's the stuff that keeps me going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, gun people can 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 be the best and the worst people. Oh yeah, ever. So uh, one of our platinum members here, uh, Luke Coelho, and his wife and three lovely daughters. They've been members probably since we opened. I've watched his daughters grow up. His uh, one daughter, Lauren, reached out to me and asked me if I would come to her school. She goes to Morris Catholic High School in Denville, and they belong to a uh, <clears throat> a true crime club. And she's like, you know, we have about twenty people in a club, mostly girls, would you come up and talk about safety and personal defense and stuff? So I went up, I brought a ton of books, and uh, I gave everybody an autographed book, and then I did a seminar for about an hour, and, uh, you know, she did an awesome job, presentation and everything. Uh, I believe she's a freshman, and uh, all the kids had a great time. I haven't been in a Catholic school in a very long time. <laughs> I can't believe how low the water fountains are, but that's, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm like, damn, I gotta lay down to get a drink. <laughs> But I had a really good time. It was 20 kids. And it's interesting because one lovely girl <laughs> pulled one of my books out of her backpack. No way. Yeah. She says, my, Bob, my dad is Bob Keller. We listen to your radio show and everything all the time. And my dad asked if you could cut, uh, personalize his book and take a picture with us. So I did, which, is, which was really cool. So, again, <clears throat> great people, the Kellers, the Coelos, Coelos that, that, you know, gun people truly are the best people and it was nice that they invited me there and we got to talk and hang out and I, I you know it's been so long since I've been in that environment uh, I have some sad news to to report right now uh, for you uh, youngsters you might not even know who this guy is but uh, he really he was instrumental if I was to pick out top five people that molded me uh, one of them would have definitely been Neil Knox Another one was uh, Thomas S. Adubato, which was my mentor when I, when I was very young. And uh, obviously reading uh, like Thomas Jefferson and then uh, Winston Churchill. And one of the next ones would definitely be P.J. O'Rourke. Oh, yeah? Do you remember P.J. O'Rourke, Sandy? Sure do, yeah. He just passed away at uh, 74 years old. Smoked cigarettes when he was young like a, like a chimney and... Uh, <clears throat> smoked cigars later on and unsurprisingly living in New Hampshire got lung cancer and passed away I don't know how that could happen but in the 80s I was a I, I read twice or three times as much as I read now and 
I uh, I remembered everything I read back then. Like now I read and I'm like, shit, what did I just read? <laughs> what did I have for breakfast? Yeah. It, the book that really propelled him is a great book and you can still get it. It's called Parliament of Horse. And it will really. I read that one. Parliament of Horse basically talks about like how they should wear NASCAR jackets. Oh, in the Assembly and Senate, you know, about how they all sold out. This is before China infiltrated the way it did. It was just special interest, lobbying and everything. And the way he wrote, he used to write an article uh, for uh, National Review. And I subscribed to National Review in like 1990 just so I could just read so his article. Stuff, yeah. 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 And uh, he, was, he wrote for National Lampoon. And uh, then he wrote another book in 1999, which was called Eat the Rich. Which was which was really really good. Yeah. Eat the rich Eat the was rich. great, yeah. and then he wrote some other books like the CEO of the Sofa and on the on the wealth of nations, and uh, Baby Boom, how it got that way, and it wasn't my fault, and I'll never do it again. Which was 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 more comedic, but Parliament of Horrors and Eat the Rich um, <clears throat> are really good. And he wrote another book too, I believe, it was called Give War a Chance. And he talks about how the military-industrial complex, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, right. I remember keeps, that one. Yeah, keeps all the wheels greased, and uh, and he was a conservative slash libertarian, yeah, and also but a comedic writer. I mean, the the way he wrote his stories and described his kids and his family and this and that, it's just it's 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 priceless. It you know, but look him up, P.J. O'Rourke, and uh, again, uh, sad to see it happen, but yeah, yeah. I always thought of him as like you know. I, he he reminded me a lot of H.L. Mencken. And yes. I used to love Mencken stuff, you know? I still so when have I, original Mencken shit. I, in fact, I just found a couple in my library. When I was in fourth grade, I was in parochial school, St. Francis Xavier in Newark, and uh, my parents had a parent-teacher conference, and Sister Mary Joan uh, said to my teacher, uh, to my mother and father, said that uh, if they could describe, if she could describe me in one word, it would be irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and P.J. O'Rourke was irreverent. Yeah. You yeah, know, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Knox, I used to read Shotgun News every week. It was a tabloidy type newspaper. And Jeff Knox, uh, Neil Knox, excuse me, Neil Knox, uh, definitely formed my Second Amendment uh, strong leanings. You know, then there was Masada Ayub and Jeff Cooper and stuff. But, but overall, you know, reading stuff by, uh, by, by Knox reading stuff by Churchill, reading stuff by Thomas Jefferson, kind of really had big influences, larger-than-life personalities. And uh, so I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Remington is a company that hasn't made pretty much good decision in the last uh, 20 years or so. And uh, they just settled a lawsuit with uh, a small group of the uh, Sandy Hook uh, victims' parents, you know, where all the kids were tragically killed yeah. uh, by Adam Lanza, who had Asperger's or something, and his mother left the guns accessible to him. So we've had uh, rulings in the past that you can't sue a firearms manufacturer for a crime that the gun is used in, just like you can't sue Chevrolet for something a drunk driver does driving a Chevrolet. But this was a different one. They were suing Remington because of their advertising. All right. And they're saying their advertising basically glorified the AR-15. You know, video games and movies in Hollywood don't. Just Remington's oh, yeah. paper ad in a magazine yeah, right. or online that one out of 10,000 people read yeah, and actually look at. Grand Theft Auto or anything. Yeah. Like so, but, but anyway, 
you know, they already they went bankrupt once or twice already. Remington Chapter Eleven, I think, in eighteen. Yeah, and then again in twenty twenty. So they're already <clears throat> they're already hurting. They were the 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 uh, point men, I guess, for this, right? So they agreed to pay seventy three million dollars to nine Sandy Hook families. Wow. And uh, you know, will this open the door to more lawsuits and weaken our gun rights even more? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. crucially, the settlement also provides a framework for how to pursue mm-hmm. legal action against gun manufacturers that have for decades enjoyed broad protection from lawsuits under federal shield law. Now, so Remington opened the gate. So now they're going to be looking at the advertising for every gun ad over the, over the past 20 years, let's oh, say, yeah. and, and see did they, did they trigger kids? Did they do masculinity thing or something? And, you know, this was out of Massachusetts. In Connecticut, so what happens? The next day after the lawsuit, I read an editorial. Sandy Hook Justice coming to New Jersey. Because it never ends. So, the parents of Sandy Hook lost more than anyone could bear. I 100% agree. All right? Uh, But the nine families agreed to settle with Remington, which manufactured the Bushmaster used in the 2012 uh, massacre of 20 first graders and six adults. Tragic. I I fully agree. I wouldn't want to be in their position. So uh, now New Jersey is pursuing the same strategy, currently suing gun makers and sellers accountable for their business practices, which is what which is the only way around the broad legal immunity that manufacturers received from Congress back in 2005. So the editorial writes now, but now the momentum is real and the impact could be seismic. Now the manufacturers know that there will be downstream consequences for their sleazy marketing schemes, and it could happen here in New Jersey. Sleazy marketing schemes like um, every cigarette ad ever and every vape ad ever like that? Correct. And and they're... um, of course, the Rutgers Gun Violence Research Center came up, <laughs> which is funded by us taxpayers, by the exactly way. Exactly right. Yeah, which has absolutely no pro-gun people on the uh, task force. Yeah. So basically, the editorial says this popped the hood on the industry, the firearms industry, and their advertising, and their horrific marketing practices that were geared towards socially isolated people are equating owning a gun with manhood. Really? Really? So gun ads uh, are going after so to all the female gun owners who came on board in the past two years. What did they, did they secretly want to be manhoods? That, they go on that? to say historically, this is consistent with false, misleading, and dangerous advertisements from this industry. They claim buy a gun and you'll be safer. That that's a verifiably false. If you buy a gun, you're more likely to be a threat, says the Rutgers Gun Violence Research Center. They will tell you it's safer to buy a dog. Okay, (laughs) so they're using all these different analogies. Now they're like, so the door has been kicked open here at long last. Governor Murphy announced his own gun safety 3.0 package and a key component was holding the industry accountable because it has failed to stem the flow of guns to the illegal market. How is it the gun industry failing 
to stem the flow of illegal guns. That is our law enforcement and our lawmakers. Maybe if you passed and enforced laws where people trafficking guns or committing crimes with illegal guns were locked up and the key was thrown damn away, maybe we wouldn't have a stem of a have to fail. I uh, have to stem the flow of guns to the illegal market. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the ATF should stop selling guns or trafficking guns to known uh, cartel people too. Maybe maybe they should stop that. Maybe they should maybe look at those uh, fast and furious. No, it's our it's our fault, and it's the gun manufacturers' ads going after people. That that's is. that is what's doing it. Well, that's all how, right. Well, if you look back in history, that's how they went after the tobacco industry too. They they targeted the advertising. You know the, you know the uh, the uh, who was the guy that the uh, Marlboro Man and and uh, all those types of? Yeah, that's what made me. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, listen to this. Uh, tragically, a woman in New York, an Asian woman in Chinatown, she got out of a cab, 35-year-old woman, at uh, 4.30 in the morning. She was out drinking. And when she got out of the cab, she people need to read my book. A guy, a vagrant criminal, was on the street, and when she opened her front door, she unlocked the front door of her apartment complex, he ran up and stopped the door from locking behind her. Ugh. Yeah, and then he soft-shoed, he walked, he, he ghosted her behind her. When she went into her apartment, okay, on the sixth floor, Sandy, a walk-up. He followed her up six flights six of stairs, flights and she had no clue that he was behind her. No situational awareness. Headphones on or whatever. She went When she opened the door of her apartment, she, he forced her way in, and he stabbed her over 40 times. Oh, my God. The screaming was heard. 911 was called. The police came before he got away. Okay? There was a male inside of her apartment refusing to exit the apartment. They finally got in. They found him, the bloody knife, and they arrested him. This guy has been arrested over 25 times. Okay? He's a career criminal. He has three open cases and a record of several escapes from police custody. He should never have been out on the streets. All right? Never should have been out on the streets. This is what's going on in our country. This is what's going on in our world now. But, of course, it's the law-abiding yeah. gun owners. It's the gun's fault. Yeah. That are the fault of this. So now we have Rite Aid's, CVS's, and Walgreens closing all over New York because of the shoplifting. Now they're targeting Trader Joe's and Gristiti, so we'll be losing those places as well. You're going to end up with food deserts in the city. Sure. and then that, But that'll be our gun people's problem too. Yeah. So when you live in a bubble – and you live in a liberal bubble and you have an iPhone and everything, you have uh, congressmen like uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Mm -hmm. And they asked her in New York about the rising crime and the shoplifting and everything. And she says that the reason crime has gone up so high in New York is because the child tax credit has ended. The evil <laughs> Republicans didn't renew it. And it's only people stealing baby formula to feed their children at gucci <laughs> yeah at gucci it's so if the if the evil republicans had kept the child tax credit and people got their formula you would oh, not see this uptick in crime what doesn't make sense here 
Right? Exactly. And now, so, you know, Denver, Colorado, who started this experiment under a Soros-backed uh, prosecutor and district attorney three years ago, crime is, is so rampant, all the businesses is clo- have closed up. So, And I read this in the Daily Mail, by the way. This is nowhere in mainstream media. Yeah, of course. The, <laughs> the, the, Denver, the Denver, oh, my God, the Denver Council started a partnership. They're paying people. To open businesses in downtown Denver. <laughs> if you come up with a short business plan, they will give you free rent for up to five years and a $20,000 award to open your business so that you can be robbed and killed as well as your customers <laughs> as long as you're willing to clean other people's human feces and hypodermic needles off of your sidewalk every morning as long as you're willing to let homeless people come into your place and take a shower in the it, sink in it, your bathroom. bathroom and you're fine. And and what you know, while away the hours, drug crime up thirty percent, violent crime twenty percent, car oh theft eighteen percent, robbery seventy five percent. There's encampments all up and down the street of Denver. I have friends that live in Aurora, Colorado, for thirty five years. Yeah. They sold their house at a loss, packed their shit, and moved to South Carolina. <laughs> Just to get a, they uh, they couldn't do it. They couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. They couldn't go down to Denver to eat. They couldn't go to downtown Aurora to eat or anything. They just they they couldn't go out anymore. They were ordering all their stuff delivered. Everything that was getting delivered was being stolen by porch pirates. <laughs> Jesus. So they, they were like, I, "We can't we can't live here anymore." Yeah. Right. 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 So they they it's had to flee, which other people are doing. Yeah. Right. So we're going to pay you. The Carolinas is growing by leaps and bounds. Now I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if I wanted to open a gun store, would they wonder, give me five yeah, years free rent and yeah, 20 like a gun Gs? Range right in the middle of the- <laughs> <laughs> a series, a series of gun stores for 20,000 bucks in free rent. I was, I was approached, uh, and I can't talk about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> someday when we go off the air, I'm sorry, everybody. By the way, by the way, I think, uh, you know, I've been, uh, Joe Biden, I, I, I refer to him as a moldy Coke uh, cantaloupe all the time. Yeah. I think I'm going to call him from now on Oatmeal Brains. <laughs> oatmeal pretty, Brains. Yeah, pretty, yeah, he's got good, Oatmeal yeah. Brains. I've been watching like when he when he talks and shit, and everybody, what is he saying? The Quaker guy does look, I mean, if you were to put a hat yeah. on, on Biden, he would yeah. look a lot like the Quaker yeah. man. Yeah. What is he saying? I have no idea. I don't think he has any idea either. It's like word salad. Uh, nobody knows what he's saying. And any minute now, the Ukraine is going to invade Russia. And uh, you think oil is expensive now, ladies and gentlemen? You think oil is expensive now? Putin will do whatever he wants. Okay, he, Because he can. Because dipshit Biden, the, what is it, oatmeal brains? Yeah, oatmeal gave, brains. You know, he gave him what he's been after forever. Total control over the oil in, uh, in all of Europe. That's that's great. Russians def- Russia's defense minister said Vladimir Putin says F your sanctions. He will do whatever he wants. <laughs> well, stop and think about it. Uh you don't like us? Uh you know, Ukraine, no problem. We'll flip the switch and you'll just freeze to death in the midst of the winter. You know, 15-year-old uh woman in the Winter Olympics, the genocide games that I've watched none of, but I've been reading about it. In China, 15-year-old Russian competitor was found guilty of doping. 
they found drugs in her system. And the Olympic Drug Commission came out and said that we are not going to penalize her because she's only 15 years old, she's a minor, and it will hurt her career. So she was still in contention for the gold because they're afraid of Russia and China. Unbelievable. So the Olympics aren't even competitive anymore. Well, no, for, not when you have men competing as women and people who are dopers competing you know, as, as, uh, against people who aren't. Fortunately, she fell and she didn't meddle. Uh, so it's not an issue now. But but if Russian or Chinese athletes test positive for any enhancing drugs, they're exempt for it. Unbelievable. O- only the other countries are, are not exempt from it, like us. And that's the way it works when you're in the genocide games. And then, you know, when you go to high schools and stuff, listen, I, I, I don't care what you are, what you do, but... Uh, a transgender competed in the men's division for three years, and now the fourth year switched to the women's team and just won all the collegiate swimming championships in the women division and broke all the records. Surprise, surprise. And the records are going to be broke forever because she, he, they broke the records by like 30 seconds, Sandy. Oh, my goodness. In swimming, a 30-second lead is forever unless another male so the parents of all of these girls who sacrifice waking up in the morning bringing these kids training and everything (laughs) nobody cares like no one said anything nobody cares no 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 apparently not you can't you can't care because all of a sudden you can't say anything you can't state fact and reality anymore without being considered some sort of a, a a miscreant Wow. You know, you can't state science anymore without being some sort of a miscreant. Yes. Guess who's in trouble? Alec Baldwin is in trouble. No way. Yeah. Helena Hutchins' family hired this high-profile lawyer and firearms professionals. They produced these awesome recreation videos, and they're going after him. You know, because Baldwin said, someone's responsible, but it's not him. (laughs) So I watched all the videos in detail, and they're pretty damn good recreations of of the videos. But the best thing I saw was they wrote, Mr. Baldwin and the Rust production team disregarded at least 15 industry standards. Wow. Number, I'm going to read them off. Number one, failed to use a replica gun or rubber gun prop. Uh, Failed to treat the gun at all times as if it were loaded. Hmm, sounds familiar. Mm. Failed to refrain from pointing a firearm at anyone. Failed to treat the gun as if any person the firearm was pointed at could be destroyed. Oh, failed to keep his yes. <laughs> failed to keep his finger off the trigger. Oh my goodness! Hmm. Failed to operate camera remotely when the firearm was aimed at or near the camera. Common sense. Failed to provide adequate personal protective gear to everyone in a line of fire. Failed to keep all personnel um, at set uh, on the set a safe distance from the weapon firing area. Failed to accept uh, the revolver directly from or in the presence of the production's armorer. Mm. Failed to thoroughly brief all cast and crew in a safety meeting regarding the use of firearms. Failed to train all cast and crew in the safe handling, safe use, and proper firing procedures of firearms. Including him. Yes. Failed to have only qualified uh, personnel inspect the weapon. Failed to personally perform or observe visual inspection of the firearm before using it. 
failed to thoroughly check all firearms before use, and failed to ensure control and distribution of all firearms and ammunition on set. Now, if he wasn't an elite, I would say he's going to get 20 to 25 years in jail. I will say it again on record. He is going to pay a fine. Civilly, he's going to settle out of court. He's going to give her money, uh, the family's money. And criminally, he's going to get probation or community service. Anybody else would be going to jail forever. He'll have to do a fundraiser or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Yeah. If If that. that. If that, but but that's 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 what's going to happen. For for some of you that don't watch any uh, media or read a lot, uh, the Durham reports dropping more stuff, and now we find out uh, that the Hillary campaign was not only spying on Trump and Trump Tower when he was running for president, but they were also spying on Donald Trump when he was a sitting president in the Oval Office. Wow. They had a, uh, a IT spying company uh, monitoring all the internet activity coming out of the computers in the White House. Are you serious? Yeah. First of all, I don't understand how the Secret Service and stuff, how that's allowed. Yeah, well. I, I, don't, I don't understand how that's allowed. And, and second of all, Trump said in a stronger time in our country, uh, people would be sentenced to death for oh, something yeah, like this. You know, yeah. this is treason high, at its high highest treason. form, yeah, high treason. Absolutely. But yeah. the media hasn't grabbed on it No, well, at, at all. They're not, not talking about it. on the same side. Correct. And, you know, we knew the DOJ and the FBI is compromised. We all know that. And uh, they're politicized and compromised. uh, What's that? Maybe corrupt might be. Corrupt. Yeah, corrupt. You know, but and that's why, you know, what they did to Trump was for four years, all he was doing was fighting one battle after another. He never get anything done. Plus, he was too emotional to get anything done. He, you know, he can't gather his thoughts and do things the right way. But he was a disruptor. And I like a disruptor. I just don't like a disruptor that's so petulant. Yeah, 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 right. You know, be a man when you're being a disruptor. Don't be petulant. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, but, you know, Sandy, this came to me from um, Lou Maffey's. Like, uh, we live in, right now we're living in an alternate reality, somewhere between the Twilight Zone and uh, <laughs> and Romper Room. <laughs> oh, boy, Lou, you just showed your rage on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the ATF under Joe Biden... Who never followed up on Hunter? So great. You saw it, right? They never followed up on Hunter Biden. No, the gun being thrown at a dumpster, buying a gun illegally, lying on his forty-four seventy-three, and uh, you know we traffic guns to Mexico to the cartels. But of course, yeah. The ATF tweeted and Facebook a picture of a broken heart, and the caption said, "Valentine's Day can still be fun even if you broke up." Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let's let us know and we will make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. Oh, ATF man. tips. Isn't that freaking great? And it says we would love to meet and treat them to a Valentine's Day surprise. So this is like China, where we report yeah. people. <clears throat> Didn't that? Uh, you know, it sounds like uh, something that happened back in uh, Germany at one time. Like, right. I remember what that was. A right. group, group of young brown shirts, gentlemen. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. yeah. Coming to a neighborhood near you. Yes. Yeah, she got myself. Hot the mother than the red, huh? Yeah. 
let you long and tall. She sleeps in the kitchen with a fist in the hall. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got up for sale, I mean. Yeah, she got up for sale, yeah. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got up for sale. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got up for sale. She got two foot nickel, got four foot dime. Won't say more, but they ain't none of mine. Hot tamales and the red hot. Yeah, she got up for sale, I mean. listen to second amendment broadcast in the nation yes so this we want to talk about marty's v burger marty's burger.com next time i see marty i'm going to get his apple air tag uh, or tile story about shipping a gun and i will report on it but marty's v burger.com 20 percent off if you mention gun for hire off online it's uh marty's v burger.com and you can order it and pick it up at freaking vegans in prospect park on freaking fridays do not forget that ladies and gentlemen looks like a u.s law shield seminar is coming up in march with me and evan knappen i will keep you posted decoding firearms with john petrolino available on amazon and i think we only have one book left here at the range john i'm going to need another order have your people message my people. The Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Gun Lawyer uh, is Evan Knappen's thing. Evan Knappen's Big Orange Book is here at the Pro Shop right now as well. I think we ordered about 100 of them. So if you need the, the Orange Book of the Gun Laws, you can come down and get Crime Proof, Decoding Firearms, and Knappen's uh, book. 
bishes. Uh, don't forget the quarantine crawl. Support those who support you. By the way, Sandy, the quarantine crawl area, the wall has been built in sheetrock now. Nice. The gun range, uh, the gun store, the 2,200 square foot gun store has been sheetrocked, and they're working on the drop ceiling right now. You are just cranking along. Cranking. The lockers are available for rent. They're about 70% rented out. We ordered another two rows of lockers. If you're interested, it's gunforhire.com forward slash locker. Okay, yep, the quarantine crawl area is looking really good. Crime-proof, think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. Don't forget. My doctor, Dr. Joe Sampatero, OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret. Their uh, website is lakeis.org. Check them out. My buddy Tony Gallo. They're probably going to be holding a U.S. Law Shield uh, seminar down there as well. All four of our ranges are open and running. Over 200 parking spaces. The gun store will be open on or before Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen. Lockers are open already. Uh, the retail area with swag and a dressing room will be open in about two weeks. Matt has been working diligently on that. He's doing a great job. Now... If you're interested in attending the next series of Glock matches, they will be happening uh, uh, the first week of March. It's gunforhire.com forward slash Glock. Ambrose Verone shoots Glock matches all over the East Coast. He says ours are the best and the most professional and the most well-run. So thank you for that, Ambrose. I appreciate it. Our 22 league, we just completed week three. We're about to start to week four. It's gunforhire.com forward slash 22. The first two weeks, we had the participants shoot with iron sights, Sandy. Now they came in Thursday night, and we had uh, four power fixed scopes on all the rifles. Very nice. And then eventually we're going to put red dots on them, and eventually we're going to put peep sights on them because it's a fun league. We want these youngsters and oldsters, we want them to experience all the different sighting platforms. I'm very excited for the gun store to open soon. We are also going to have a museum a small museum, a starter museum in the gun store. We are going to be doing Cerakoting, and we're going to be doing a lot more gunsmith thing that we're doing now. We're in the process of buying a lot of machinery and stuff, so uh, it's going to be good. We're going to have a buyer's club, transfers, obviously. We're going to handle every line of firearm imaginable. What does it also mean for you that are range members, besides a buyer's club, which you will get just by being a member of the range, Think of the test drives and demo days we can do with all the manufacturers, Sandy. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something we couldn't do for forever, but now we're going to be able to do it. Now, let's have some fun because I love it when a bitch gets his pee-pee whacked. <laughs> a year ago, Apple made a decision where when you download an app, you can decide if you want uh, people to track your habits so I've opted out of everything on my iPhone. So face, fascist book, Instagram, and all that, they don't know what I'm doing, right? right? It caused Facebook to have about a $30 billion loss the last quarter wow. because they we're not the product anymore. They can't sell our data. Yeah. So now guess who just decided they're going to do it on March 1st? Google, all the Android phones, Google searches and everything. Facebook will not be getting any of that information. You will be asked if you want those third-party apps to track your information. Of course you do. So, boom, another body <laughs> shot to the booster seat, bitch. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I, you know, it's I hate Google and I hate Facebook, but I like seeing them beating each other up. Yeah. Apple took a shot at Facebook. Now Google's taking a shot at Facebook, all right? 
I love this. I love this. And now with this new truth social coming out, hopefully we'll see some pee-pee whacking with Twitter. The uh, truth social, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey's handle on Twitter was at Jack. Well, what they did was they created on truth social uh, a, a handle at Jack, and they're saving it for Jack Dorsey. And they've been tweeting or truthing, truth, truth, subtle. Jack, we're saving this for when you're ready to join us. <laughs> And they have another a spoof account called at Jack's Beard because, you know, he has that hippie, dirty hippie beard. Yeah. And people are posting like like you do on Twitter when you rat somebody out. People on Truth Social are going at Jack's Beard. Anthony tweeted something that I'm offended by. And at Jack's Beard is basically saying, we don't do that stuff here. Pull your pants up and act like an adult and just take it. You know, <laughs> we're on we're on Twitter. You know, the rage mob jumped all over me and I lost my Twitter account with 70,000 followers. Yeah. So screw them. Oh, so listen to this. Uh, John Petrolino wrote a great article about our two-way historian um, on, for Ammo Land uh, with Jay Factor. And I, I, I want all of you to go and read it. It's pretty lengthy, and they did a really good job. Everybody knows and loves Jay Factor, and he has a carry permit working its way through the court system. And they keep kicking it back down because he forgot to cross a T, dot an I. They didn't like the spacing. The paper was no yeah. good. And I offered a million times already to Jay and those guys, just send it to me. I'll print everything out up here. I have three printers that I pay big buck leases for, yeah, right. color, black and white, whatever you want. I'll just do it. I'll drive it up or drive it down. But... Jay uh, and, and uh, Petrolino met, so they wrote this article, and it's, the title is New Jersey's Newest Carry Case Exposes How Justifiable Need Was Slipped into New Jersey Law. And this is a great history lesson because Jay Factor was reading back the stuff that came over on the Mayflower. And uh, I want everybody to, to read this article, and he talks about, you know, how he's trying to get his carry permit and how they're using this antiquated stuff that they slipped in over the years with Catano, et cetera, et cetera. It is just, it's it's a phenomenal uh, writing. And once you and I get our asses back in the studio, I would really like to go into it in detail. Uh, I know most of this because uh, Jay posts it all the time on uh, on the uh our group on Facebook, but I would like to see everybody read this article and see about how they've been screwing us, uh, you know, at least until uh, since 1969 up until 1971 and how police chiefs and prosecutors have been using the same thing over and over and over again to deny us carry permits. Now, even though we have a Supreme Court ruling the Bruin case in June, which is scaring the crap out of everybody on the left, as, as well as Governor Free Stuff. Uh, Jay's case is good because it's set up where it could also afford us much more uh, wide brush carrying uh, with less scrutiny, to be honest with you. So they have a GoFundMe page and everything. So if you're interested, you know, it's the Restore Carry GoFundMe page, uh, Restore Carry New Jersey GoFundMe. I will post it up under the radio show. It's important because uh, Ainsley Reynolds sent me this article even did you know James Florio is still alive? No, I did not. Oh, he's still alive. He's about 142. So of course he's also apoplectic about the Supreme Court case and Supreme Court justices with Stephen Breyer retiring and everything. And he's basically saying, you know, that 
we need to mobilize. The Supreme Court needs to become an anti-gun Supreme Court, not a pro-Second Amendment <laughs> Supreme Court. You know, it's time for youth, euphemism. It's, this is no time for euphemisms or evasion. The public needs to hear the truth. Let reality bring reflection um, that brings reform. You yeah, think he, just, he wrote you know, any of that? No, 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 no. I met him. He's another oatmeal brain, by yeah. the way. Florio Free in 93. That was yeah. my first really political active thing. I was down in Washington, D.C., and then I went down to Trenton. It was the first time ever with the whole bullet hole crew that I really got politically active. And I was full of piss and vinegar and fire in my belly because I was reading all the Neil Knox stuff in the, in the, in Shotgun News, the Knox report. And I felt like a, you know, I had it all going here. I was maybe 30, 31, 32 years old, but I remember. And then we Florio lost, and uh, I felt like I was directly responsible for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was my. I peaked after that because we, we we've all we've done is held the freaking line and some backdoor <laughs> dealings to get stuff held for the past thirty years. But now here we are at the Supreme Court, uh, which doesn't suck, right? Uh, you know, George O, uh, my buddy George O, he always sends me stuff. He sent me a YouTube video, and uh, basically, <laughs> the Ukraine military has been training their civilians in the event Russia invades. All right? And he wrote, imagine a citizenry defending themselves against a tyrannical invasion force. Okay? And there's a Colion No War video that goes into uh, detail on it. But yeah, the, the Ukraines have been training civilians, like the Israeli trained civilians, et cetera, et cetera. So the, I don't think this is going to be the easy war Putin thinks it is. I don't think it's going to be a blitzkrieg, to be honest with you. Ukraine is pretty big, and the Ukrainian people kind of like their way of life. How many people in Russia are willing to die for Vladimir Putin? Yeah. I mean, Vladimir Putin's big move was he got his boat out of Germany before the sanctions come down. He's got like a 350-foot yacht. <laughs> I mean, that's all he gives a shit about. That's pretty much it. Yeah. His bank book. So we'll see how this plays out, but we'll just keep giving him more free shit in the United States. Please don't attack. Take this. Plate this. But remember what Winston Churchill said? An appeaser is someone who feeds the crocodile, <laughs> hoping it will eat him last. Yep. Oh, Sandy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in northern New Jersey, Wednesday, March 23rd, the Roseland Police Foundation, who Tom O'Byrne is on the Roseland Police Foundation, they're having a cigar night. And it's going to be held at Ravello uh, Restaurant in East Hanover. And it's $125, and it includes drinks, and it includes cigars, and a buffet dinner. And you can find this at if you Google Roseland Police Foundation, Roseland, New Jersey Police Foundation. Uh, Sandy, just for for you, the menu is going to be antipasto platter, cheese display, bruschetta, fruit salad, mozzarella and roasted peppers, fresh baked bread and creamy butter, the buffet, galamad, stuffed mushrooms, chicken marsala, uh, fish livornaise, roast loin of pork, chicken fingers and french fries for me, gavadil and broccoli, penne alla vodka, sausage and broccoli rabe, sliced roast beef, vegetables, ew, um, dessert, <laughs> cake, pastries, ice cream, coffee, cappuccino, drinks, beer, wine, soda, two premium cigars, $125, March 23rd. All the profit is going to the Roseland Police Foundation, and for, which is the Roseland Police Department. I will be there. I will probably be buying a table for me and some of my staff here if you guys want to come. I don't smoke a lot of cigars anymore. I'm going to smoke that night. I'm going to enjoy myself, unwind a little bit, and uh, have a good time.
starting this week, emails are going to be going out. Chuck Leonard, when he comes back from Florida, him and Luann are going to be running all the instructor classes back in New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. And they run, they sell out all the time. So I want all of you to get your uh, asses in gear and get them back. Remember Vin Agavino? We haven't heard from him in a oh, while. Yeah, well, tell you. He wrote, really good show last Sunday. I've been following the whole GoFundMe debacle for the last few weeks, and I've already decided not to use them anymore for my donations. Uh, I'll be sending checks directly to them from now on. Maybe uh, have Sandy give out a mailing address next time, uh, unless there is a Give, Send, Go account set up. Pretty sure he used to do that before. Keep up the good fight. Let's go, Brandon. Um, let's go, let's go that, Oatmeal right? Head. Yeah. We stopped. We stopped, um, as per pretty much everybody's request, and we are working to set up a, something else. But we can. Um, I will let you know next week. You know, uh, Canada also stepped in and they locked uh, a bunch of cryptocurrency wallets as well. Are you on who? For who? For people who uh, just people? were yeah behind a trucker thing. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh no, and Biden is working on that too. Yep. Oh, so if you donate to the truckers, they'll lock your crypto wallet. Yep. What the hell is the point of crypto? Ah, exactly. This is going to be a big one. Uh, by the way, if you don't know what an NFT is, do you know what an NFT is, Sandy? I sure do. Yeah. Okay, if you don't know what an NFT is, which is a non-fungible token, uh, a lot of people are jumping on the NFTs, but for us old-timers like this, the NFTs need to come with something tangible, like a coupon or something. Something, yeah. yeah something uh, that separates your status. So That, that I'm doesn't giving- disappear when, when the electric goes off. <laughs> Correct. I'm giving you all a lesson. Look up NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Barrett Rifle, Ronnie Barrett, my friend, um, he just issued a Barrett NFT, and you see a lot more of them coming out. A lot of sports and art people with it and stuff. But uh, don't be surprised uh, if the Gun for Hire doesn't come up with an NFT that includes like a nice challenge coin, a 3D rendered coin, and maybe some kind of status or something with it as well. Because this is a great time to get some of our uh, listeners who are old fogies like me into the crypto thing, by the way. Uh, I've had a uh, crypto wallet for some time now, and because I like to play around with it a little bit. Um, I don't have all my life savings in there, but I just like to play around because I like to learn stuff. So um, check it out because I think you might like that. Uh, Some learning stuff right now. You know, a lot of violent crimes are thwarted by law-abiding gun owners, but the media never reports on it. Yeah. Unless you know, they have no choice or it comes from a very conservative, you know, pro-firearm state like, you know, um, North Dakota or West Virginia, you'll you'll hear about it. But for the most part, you really... States with not a lot of dogs, I guess. Uh, yeah. So you, you won't hear about it that much, but it happens more than you think. Firearms come into play more than you think. Because on the flip side, how many times a day do we hear in a carry state People experiencing road rage, shooting each other in a parking lot of Walmart over a parking space or the last uh, Costco $1.50 jumbo hot dog or whatever. You don't really read about that that much. And you know, as well as I do, the devil, the media, if they had stories like that to play, they would be on the 24-hour Chiron on the bottom of the TV set, right? Right. So they don't happen as much as the you people want us to think. There's many more people dying in car accidents, slipping in bathtubs, and choking on Costco hot dogs. 
or medical mishaps, as they are Medical mishaps are way up there, aren't they, Sandy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, way, way up there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's up to us to educate the non-gun people. And we've been doing that, obviously, <laughs> for 30 years at Gunfire. By the way, September will be 30 years. For all of you historians out there, in September of 1992, I started a company called Firearms Training Center. And I incorporated it, and I made up this little black and white brochure that I folded in three. <laughs> and I put them in the, the bullet hole range and other gun stores uh, all around northern New Jersey and told them I would give people referrals for lessons. And I incorporated it. I was an NRA-certified instructor, and I also got instructor insurance through Joseph Chiarello and Sons and Elizabeth. And I thought I was the shit, and it was a part-time job for me. And that was September of 1992. And then in June of 2006, I bought the domain Gun for Hire, and Matt Danches, who's my partner here forever, uh, came up with the Gun for Hire logo, and we officially changed the name from Firearms Training Center to Gun for Hire. So September will be 30 years continuous. And it's interesting because I was 31, and I will be six, I am 61 now. So almost half my life yeah. has been involved in training teaching people and two-way activism i've been involved probably 35 years but firearms training 30 years it's just interesting um what a long space trip it's been i've met uh, one or eight of the worst people in the world and i've met six or seven hundred thousand of the best people in the world yeah uh i must i must say it's it's quite humbling i i love i'm doing this show with sandy this is show 561 sandy <laughs> yeah, i mean doing uh, this a while <laughs> and 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 that's another thing historian wise i'm in belleville we're running uh, gun for hire mostly classes we didn't have range we're using other ranges traveling all over the state from winslow down by <laughs> why don't exit three on a turn bike the Way south jersey the shooting Club, border <laughs> um to jose's place in pennsylvania yeah, that's right and you know all the way up to west milford right at uh, the meadowbrook gun club i'm running classes all over the place and uh sandy would observe me answering the same questions all the time and he turned around and says you know you answer all the questions the same questions all the time from the same people you should come up with a podcast and uh, you could answer all the questions in a podcast and i said what's a podcast you remember that you couldn't even you you had to instruct people on how to download it right we we didn't know yeah. i didn't know what a podcast was he did this and i won a thousand dollar bet was. with a good friend of mine at wabc radio who still listens uh to the show <laughs> and still remembers that thousand dollar bet when he said, nah, that'll never work. And I yep. said, thousand bucks, buddy. We'll do it. And we started out with 15,000 listeners. Yeah, now it's massive. I get killed by the amount of emails I get. Uh, they'll keep them coming. Please. <laughs> uh, a lot of you, I don't respond to your emails because I get duplicate, triplicate, and 40. Uh, and I get it. You see something that's interesting and it's two-way or gun or crime-related, you send it to me. And I love you all and keep sending them. Okay. Yeah, because maybe but, somebody didn't send it. Correct. Keep sending them. I like the engagement anyway. But I just, I, there's not enough hours in a day. But yeah, so it's a uh, gun for hire is like 
12 years now, uh, Gun For Hire Radio, yeah. and yep. Gun For Hire is 30 years, half my life. And I had a previous life in the promotional advertising world, so a lot of people don't know that. And that ran concurrent with Firearms Training Center, and I didn't go full-time in Gun For Hire until I guess about 14 years ago, 13 years ago. So for about 17 years, I did both at the same time. And uh, for the past 13 years or so, it's just been full bore, maybe 14 years, full bore doing what I do. And I, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I love what I do and uh, really gotten to this point where I have a great team. I have 107 employees now. And, uh, you know, when I see like Henry Montefiant and Butch uh, Anthony and uh, Phil Bernstock getting here early, now Phil's son is in here. They brought me a dozen eggs, by the way, from their farm. They have their own chickens. They raise their own chickens, which, again, gun people are the best. But okay. when I see these guys come in early so that they could score targets, and they're solid. You know, There's 91 competitors, Sandy, and there's three targets per. So they've got to score 273 yeah, targets. Yeah, you know, right. yeah, it's, no it's minor a, it's, thing. Yeah, and then Phoebe <laughs> is here. Who uh, who handles our uh, our media and stuff? And when you when you send messages or whatever, she's the behind the curtain person, and she's here. She's entering up everything in the computer, so it's on the site. And uh, Henry's at the table for the twenty two league, and Matt and Gabe and Cy are here, and Gary's in the range. Gary's like this big kid, you know, he's sixty two years old, <laughs> sure, and he just wants to stay in the range with the, the twenty two. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we had we had a few people that needed some remedial training. You know, Joey Grimaldi. Is here he brings a, a friend here so we have eight years old to 80 years old competing we have a couple 80 year old people and uh, my chiropractor uh cedar grove chiropractic dr jeff barrows his nephew is shooting in the 22 league and uh dr jeff's mom brings him carita and she's 73 years old and she says to me last week i went to the chiropractor she says my grandson is having a wonderful time. It's his brother's birthday this Thursday, but he's going to miss it because he's coming to shoot the league. It's just he's missing his own brother's birthday party. <laughs> and she says to me, she goes, next league in the fall, I'm joining. Oh, that's great. Right? That's great. Grandma and grandson shooting in the league. Obviously different divisions, and this is going to branch out. You know, we have four ranges. So range three, Monday through Thursday. Gabe wants to do, like, tournaments. We want to do different pistol leagues. We want to do different rifle leagues. You know, I mean, the, the the sky is the limit here where we can do stuff. This was our first league. So these new contestants are going to see participants, iron sights, laser, uh, uh, red dots, uh, peep sights, and scopes. So they get the feel what they want. Many of our, our participants told Gary they went out and bought Ruger 1022s after the first week. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes. That's what uh, it's all about, too. Correct. Listen, Atienza pen and knife class, March 20th. You better sign up for it. Our first long-range class, Urban Precision Rifle, April 15th. Tony Arena is on that class. He's teaching that class. But you want that class. You want the Atenzia pen and knife class, March 20th. Get signed up for these classes, please. All right? They sell out really fast. Chuck and Luann Leonard will be here doing all the NRA instructor classes. I help out with them as well. Two great support, instructors. Yes, support those who support you. Quarantine crawl. Sandy, what do you got, baby? Well, we are going to be raising money for uh, veterans in need of memory care and veterans in need of home care. And uh, we have just dropped the GoFundMe uh, account, and we will be coming back with something new. Uh, we'll let you know maybe next week. So hold on Horrible. to that message. 
Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, uh, author of A Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, on sale now at the range and at crimeproofbook.com. And if you get it, time it right, Anthony will even sign it for you if you stop him and say yes. howdy. And with that, show 561 is in the can. We love you guys. And God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out. We'll see you again next week. Yes. Have a nice day. You can find me